Do you like horror movies? Well, they are listening to this podcast. Okay. But do you really like horror movies? Because this is a test. Welcome to our top five countdown of the six horror movies we bet you haven't seen. You might need to check your math. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what we were, we were thinking of for this week. Uh, and by the way, welcome. This is the Fright Club podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. And we've had a bunch of fun uh, going through the, the years, starting with the 60s. And of course, last week we brought it up to today about our favorite, uh, our favorite horror movies by decade. But then every week we, we talk about some that were kind of on the fringe yeah, you know, yeah, kind of been left out a little bit. Uh, the diehards have seen them, but not everybody has, and yeah. that and that got us thinking. Yeah, and it was. Um, I, I mean, in almost every decade, I would already have a short list in my head of my very favorites, and then when you start combing through, you realize. Well, there are 15 others that really have to be talked about first. And then every every week, like the like the one I wanted the most to talk about, I realized I didn't actually didn't make the list. But I'm not for those of you who might think I'm pointing a finger at George, who was like <laughs> cutting my favorite movies. Off. That's not the case at all. It's just that all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't leave The Exorcist off the list of the best movies of the 70s. I guess that means I can't talk about my little gem. So what I wanted to do today was talk about six. It turned out to be six movies that not enough people have seen, like really brilliant, exceptional horror movies that too few people have seen. Yeah, and it's some of them, too, in just talking with people personally, either around here from our friends or whoever we run into that also loves these movies, that also you're surprised by that people haven't seen these movies. Yeah, so. actually, you know, a couple of these, a few years ago, I, uh, I co-curated an Asia Extreme Festival at a, a theater in town, and so three of us got together, just giant horror nerds got together, and I was surprised by how many of the movies on this list my two co-curators had not seen before. So, uh, so you know, real big horror people have missed a lot of these, and, and in a lot of cases because they're foreign, and a lot of people just miss foreign horror movies and don't give them a shot, so yeah. we're hoping that you'll give all of these a chance. Yeah, now... Probably there's a lot of you that have seen some of these, and that's great because we know you're diehards, and we love that. Fright Clubbers are a, a healthy, a sturdy stock that's right. that can take these movies, and that's what we no love talking wusses. about. No wussies allowed. Picture that big <laughs> circle with the X through it and the word wussies. That's what we have hanging up in the studio. But uh, So it's our top six, top five countdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new math. But uh, you know what? We've got to go back to last week because, we, we, as I said, we brought it up to date. We did the top five of the first half of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Some great movies. Oh, some, e- some, some equally, great movies. Some equally great movies left off the list. Yep. We could, that, you know, the, the ones that left on the cutting room floor were just incredible. And, as you might guess, as always, we got some great, great feedback. So uh, we love that. We always love to touch on that as well. Bridget Oliver, one of our uh, our very favorites uh, over at Facebook, she pointed out, it's not, we did not leave the kill list off entirely. It's just that it didn't make the actual top five. We mentioned it in yeah. passing, and I think she would have liked to see it actually crack the top five. And then the other one that she brings up, and I think we're not, I don't think either of us are positive we think this is a horror movie, but it is a great movie. So the one she was hoping to see on there, or at least here mentioned, was Borgman. Yeah, when she uh, wrote that and messaged us about it, and I read that, oh, it's such a freaky movie. I, I myself wouldn't call it a horror movie. But it's like, some it's very would. dark. It's yeah. very I mean, dark die. and creepy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, it's, and actually in some strangely beautiful ways. I mean, some of the visuals in that movie are, are really, really great. And it just messes with your head. Uh, it really does. <laughs> well, I think that was her message. She's yeah. seen it like four times and she's still not quite sure what oh, the yeah. hell's going on. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> I, I myself wouldn't call it a, a horror movie, but I'm not going to quibble if you do, because there are certainly some 
horrific elements to it. So if you haven't seen Borgman, uh, definitely check that out and get ready for a for a head trip. And then over at Twitter, uh, Joseph H five thirteen, he had actually a whole slew of movies that he thought maybe we should have at least mentioned. I'm going to call a couple of them out here because several of them we actually love. Housebound. Yeah, you know, Housebound. That is a movie, and there's there's a handful of them. A movie that really don't get justice done unless you're watching them in a full theater with people hooping and hollering (laughs) and yelling and laughing and boy that is what that's right if we had a top six top five list of those types of movies oh yeah that would be at the top because yeah we saw that we saw that at the uh the horror movie marathon that they have at the drexel theater every year we saw that last year with a huge group of like-minded nuts real into it oh yeah screaming and yelling and laughing it's a crowd pleaser it really is it really is i mean not that you couldn't Enjoy it, you know, at home by yourself. But boy, it adds a lot to it. Yeah, to when see some it with of those of things people. happen and people are just <laughs> oh, and just yelling, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, housebound, good call there. Another one that is a fun, a fun vein is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I love that. That movie. one I think has probably been seen. That that got a wide. I think that got a wide. Yeah, think, yeah people yeah. like that. It's on TV a lot, yeah. but it's just fun. fun. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves fun. Tucker kind and Dale. Kind of a Shaun of the Dead uh, yeah. type of type of vein. Yeah, with the the hillbilly horror yeah. instead of yeah. zombies. Yeah, but clever. Very clever. Very clever. And, and uh, yeah, and well done. It's got Pirate Steve from um, <laughs> from Dodgeball. Alan Tudyk. Alan, that's yeah. who we call him. Pirate, Pirate Steve. Steve. <laughs> and he's great. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And another one that we were kind of split on, and actually. We want to see this again because it didn't do it for us the first time, and that's your next. Yeah, you know, it's it's very popular. People like it a lot, and I didn't care for it when I saw it. I, I, I didn't really it. either. I reviewed it for the newspaper when it came out, and I just didn't, I just wasn't that sold on it. But it reminds me that when I first saw the movie The Strangers, I didn't really care for it either. And on repeated viewings, I do. I like that movie yeah, a lot. I did, so, I did. I liked yeah, it right no, from the I remember start. you did. So but, uh, I feel like we, not, we might I need, need to just watch your yeah, next Yeah, I'm with again. you on your next. It really didn't blow me away. But uh, but I'm game because we've talked to a lot of people, not just Joseph. Uh, he's just the latest. A lot yeah. of people that, that really like that. So, okay. We'll have to yeah. give it another shot. Give it another shot. Yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, keep that feedback coming. We love it. Uh, on Twitter is, is one of the most popular ways. We are at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. We've also got the uh, the Facebook page, page, which is fun. We're Mad Wolf Columbus. And also just MadWolf.com. So, you know, we're... Or Golden Spiral Media oh, yeah. on the website. They have uh, uh, a place for comments there. Yeah, so. comments, feedback line, and all mm-hmm. sorts of things. So uh, we like to stay in touch because this is fun to talk about. Yeah. Which is why we're doing this. So It's a club, th- after all. It is a club. It's a fright club. And it's the top six, top five uh, <laughs> list. And this is Movies one... Movies that we think you haven't seen and you need to. Right. This one might be... I'm glad it's it's number six. Not because it's not good, but because I think... This one may be the most seen on this list because I have seen it lately popping up on some of the cable channels. And that Well, I have to say this was almost a list of seven because of my beloved The Loved Ones, which George pointed out to me is on cable TV every twenty minutes and I cannot still and keep you've pretending people about haven't it seen every it. single week. I mean, I like it too. But if but... you haven't seen it, please watch it. <laughs> I'm going to stab her in the heart. Like you stabbed me. And you know what? Corey, our Australian friend, is going, I can't hear you. He's going, I'm sorry, was that an Australian accent you're trying to do because you're pitiful? Please stop it. Corey, I hear you, and I'm stopping it now. Okay, but number six is uh, Eden Lake. Why don't we just find another spot? I'm not going to be bullied away by a bunch of 12-year-olds. Steve, where's the beach bag? It's got the car keys in it. First moon he sees 999. Now we've got to finish this. 
Yeah, and that one actually gets a lot more attention maybe now because it co-stars Michael Fassbender. Yes. Back before he became a great big superstar. But uh, it is, uh, and it's also got a guy who who now is Jack be- O'Connell, yeah, becoming yeah. a big he a big star. And He's, you know, and Kelly Riley, she's a pretty big yeah. star in her own right. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's you know, it's got a lot of faces that you're going to recognize, uh, at least until they get all covered in blood, and then they're harder <laughs> to figure out. God, right. this one is hard to watch, but it is so incredibly well done. I mean, the, the performances are just genius. The acting is great. the The way it's directed is is just wonderful. Director James Watkins, who also wrote it, he went on then to direct um, The Woman in Black, another favorite of ours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but the setup is uh, Michael Fassbender and Kelly Riley. They're off. They want to go to a uh, very secluded spot for the weekend, just them, this beautiful lake, Eden Lake. They think it's just them. And, and they find out that uh, there's a group of young thugs, group of teens, that are out just to cause trouble. And, uh, you know, Michael Fassbender tries to get them to quiet down and. One thing leads to another, and they get terrorized. And these uh, teens, led by Jack O'Connell, yeah. who, as we said, he starred in Unbroken. It was great. Yeah. And he also starred in 71, which is a recent movie. We didn't see it. Uh, I Actually, he's it. got a slew of things out right so now. He's he really, really up yeah. and coming. He absolutely is. He's uh, he, great in everything. I mean, he's, he's the, just really good in yeah. everything. And he's the ringleader of the teens. And, uh, boy, they there's, there's some bad stuff happens. There in the woods, and uh, it's it's exciting. It's like you said, it's it's hard to watch. It's yeah. uh, it's it's tough and unrelenting. And it's got you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, it's got an ending not everyone is going to like. No, but I think if you're a horror aficionado, as I know you are, uh, you're going to understand it. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's just one that everybody. If you are a horror fan, if you're not, if you're a passing horror fan, you probably don't want to watch this. But if you are a horror fan and you haven't seen Eden Lake, you just need to right now. Yeah, and that is from 2008. And as I said, it has gotten probably because of Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe uh, it's I've definitely gotten some more cable viewings yeah. here in the last few years. I've seen it pop up, so maybe that could be a one that, that a lot of people have seen, but still not enough, not enough. So that's uh, number six of our top five. And uh, speaking of hard to watch, <laughs> here comes one of my favorites. A lot of the people have seen this. I think it's got to be a lot of people's favorites of their. You know, the secret little, I think I, I, I mentioned this before when talking about this movie, a little wink, wink, like, yeah. have you seen it? Have That's you seen right. it? Have you seen and it? And you just know. And that is from 2011, and it's The Woman. This is our project, okay. and it's a secret. What are we going to do with her? We're going to help her. We're going to train her, civilize her, free her from herself, from her baser instincts. Do you really think we should be doing this? We do. Pollyanna McIntosh. <laughs> She's going to kick your ass when she gets those chains off, Ooh, man. You are boy. in trouble. And you know what? In, in, in getting that a clip, it reminded me, and I knew I knew this guy. Uh, a, couple, a few months ago, I had to sit through one of the latest Nicholas Sparks <laughs> films called The Best of Me. And it was just <laughs> awful. Um, and one of the bad guys is the dad. From the woman, and he, you know, had longer hair. Sean Bridgers, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know when he, he when he does when he does have a beard, he kinda, yeah. he's kind of like a like a very wrong Will Ferrell. He's got like a Will <laughs> Ferrell way about him. And in this movie, in, in the woman, he's got this like 
cherub kind of a way about him, and you know yeah. things are are not well, like, going to go well. And like then Angela says. Bettis, so so Lucky McKee directed it, and who also directed May, Angela Bettis, who's so brilliant in the movie May. She plays his wife. Pollyanna McIntosh plays the feral woman that he catches and <laughs> chains up in the shed because he's going to civilize. And right there, you're like, when the hell? Well, I know. And then his face when when the when the boy says, "Can we keep her?" You know, and he's just all like. Just yes, proud, we can. I like know. beaming yeah. with paternal pride. Just, oh my god! It's got it's, some dark, sick humor to oh, it. Oh, it does. Uh, oh my god! You know this this nice family dynamic, and like you said, we're going to civilize her, and then oh, oh man, oh, yeah. and it just goes <laughs> from bad to worse. I mean, so I, I I reviewed this for the newspaper back when it first came out, and it was one they didn't have a screening that you went to. They they had a, at that time DVD that they sent home for you to watch to preview, and it came instead of in a little plastic case, it came in a vomit bag. <laughs> <laughs> the DVD for this movie, which is genius. That's a good sign. It really. is a good sign. Oh, it came, it came in a vomit bag. And you know, the the screenplay was co-written by Jack Ketchum, who's a an infamous horror writer. And and that's actually, you know, in its own way, it's a sequel to another movie called The Offspring, which is pretty bad, actually. It's not worth seeing. I wouldn't recommend checking out. But Pollyanna McTash stars in that as well. And what she does in this movie is just outstanding. And it just the way it's written, the way it just goes from ugly to uglier to uglier still, and the way it just rethinks the familial structure and patriarchy in particular. Um, And if it weren't for the God awful performance of the science teacher, remember the science teacher (laughs) who's pretty sure the teenage daughter is pregnant. Oh, that is the least of her problems, ma'am. And so she comes out and meets the dogs. Oh Oh my God. But yeah, she's terrible. The woman who plays the science teacher, she is God awful. She's got to be a producer's wife or daughter or something. (laughs) She's awful. But beyond that, aside from that, if you can sidestep that, Oh my God, I love this movie. Especially when it becomes the, when the revenge uh, comes into play, when the woman gets her due. Oh, and you, I mean, you know, for 90 minutes, oh, it's you coming. Know, you know you it's just coming. see her face. It's because she's unfazed by every single thing they do to her. Yeah. She's just hanging there waiting, just staring a hole at you, just waiting. Yeah. It's not going to be fun for you when she gets out of there. <laughs> no. Oh, no. my God. So great. So that one, yeah. If, if ever there was a ringing endorsement, is that the producers saw fit to send it in a vomit bag. <laughs> <laughs> So check it out, and uh, it's from just from 2011. For some reason, I seems older, doesn't it? Does. it? I think it so does too. Seem older, especially when I think about that uh, that actor. What's his name? Uh, Sean Bridgers. Sean. Yeah. When I think about how different he looked just last year in The Best of Me, that it just seemed like not that that many years ago. That it was farther, you know, farther away than that. But yeah, 2011 for the woman. So check it out. Number five of our top six, top five countdown. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> And another one, um, moving up to number four, another Australian entry. Yeah. It's the Snowtown Murders. Do you mind if I stay over? Of course, mate. You ever shot a gun before? You want to shoot? This was originally called Snowtown, but that might have just been in its Australian release because it's um it's based on a true story of serial killer in the in the yeah. that suburb called not, Snowtown. So maybe it was famous not, enough. Not a nice story. It at isn't. All. No, and um, you know, the the film reminds me of a low key version of Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, in a certain way, but. It is so unsettling, so unsettling, this movie. And it shows you shows you only one murder, and that's more than enough. Everything else about this, it's really about a predator swimming among prey. It's about, it's about a, a, a society without men, without adult 
male role models who will cling to anyone that comes their way. And it goes from being, you know, sort of a, a you know, um, vendetta, sort of getting even to being a thinning of the herd to just being sick fun this well as he just one by one kills off members of their community oh Mm -hmm. and it's and it's also about it's another type of movie that shows you an example of how a sociopath will ingratiate themselves oh yeah to their the the people that they will ultimately seek to control yeah uh and it also reminded me in a different way uh of the movie animal kingdom absolutely very much you've seen animal kingdom it's a great great movie Um, also australian also also very naturalistic in that way yeah about a group of bank robbers right and and how they close ranks on their family and uh the sociopath at the at the head of the family well who you think is the head of the family (laughs) until the end which is great um you know, uses those kind of tricks to uh, to manipulate yeah. a younger person, yeah. just like this movie. Yes, it's not a, Animal Kingdom is not as grisly. It's not a horror film. It's actually. not a straight up a horror thriller. movie. I mean, there's you know killing. Yeah, but it's 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 an equally great movie though. So oh, uh, check yeah. it out if you no can. But, but it reminded me of that um, in 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 those types of ways of manipulation, Absolutely. I guess, and family ties. Even though these two in this movie aren't family. Um, he kind of is looking for a family. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, uh, part of it, part really what makes the whole thing come together so well for me is the actor Daniel Henshaw, who plays the killer John Bunting. He is just sort of a sweet-faced, chubby schlub. Yeah. He's just a big old nothing. Yep. Just likable as you please, you know, and you can see where, you know, unlike Henry, where, you know, Michael Rooker is intimidating. He's wiry. He's creepy. This guy just looks like somebody you want to just ugh. And God, his performance is just brilliant. Ups, yeah. uh, just absolutely brilliant. And uh, when it's, he turns uh, and gets evil, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not that chubby, that uh, little sweet faced guy anymore. Yeah, it's oh my God, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie, and very few people saw it. And you know, a lot of people I think don't even realize that it is a horror film. I think they really don't. So because yeah, I think, that's I think true. a lot of horror fans have missed it. But it's a great serial killer film. It's based on true events. Incredibly well done. Brilliantly acted. And you know, give it a shot if you haven't. The Snowtown Murders. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the next one, number three in our top six, top five. This one is so little seen, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that right there, only 50% of this panel <laughs> has seen this movie. And uh, But from looking, from you know, doing research on it and getting the clip, it definitely looks like something you know, that it would be worth checking out. And that is, ju- that is from 2006, and it's called Them. In the still of the night, we hear things. We see things. We imagine things that aren't always there. But tonight, your imagination isn't playing tricks. And neither are they. Them. This is a French movie, and right there. I mean, the French make really great horror movies, oh, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> and it's um, it's from a, a pair of directors, David Moreau and Xavier Paloud, um, who've done. I'm sorry, what was his name? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> um, you know, and it's got elements of of Eden Lake about it, and it's also got elements, weirdly enough, of The Strangers well, about it. Listening to yeah. that trailer, that's what I thought of. Yeah. So, um, uh, but it's just, and it's really short. It's like maybe seventy five minutes long. A couple uh, from uh, a couple move into a big old Radley house in Belgium. We're going to be doing some some work abroad, and um, 
you know, little by little, they haven't really unpacked. The house makes a lot of noise. And then little by little, is it the house noise they're hearing or is it something else? Is it this pack of sadistic, bored children? Yes, it is. And so it's just this spare terrifying incredibly fast-paced game of cat and mouse it gets it it just you are on edge every second of this movie and and every time it's you know they want to be empathetic it's well it is again a little bit like eden lake i mean you want to think somewhere in your heart there is a heart of a child because you're a child but don't don't think that it's a bad idea when you say uh, children how old are we talking here well from from teenage to small from teenage to probably seven just like all the neighborhood kids. Oh, okay, but they're not living in the house. No, they're just terrorizing they're people ter- who oh, okay. are there. Yeah, okay. just all the neighborhood well, kids. Well, you hooked me. It's so good. It's so quick. It's so fast-paced, and it's so just terrifying. And it's got it's going to remind you of things. That the things we already mentioned, it'll remind you maybe a little bit of inside, you know, with the oh, sort oh, of, oh. oh, they're in the house. I didn't know they were in the house. Oh, my God, they're in the house kind of a thing. It's, um, it's just, it'll just rattle your nerves, really, more than anything. And it's got a great payoff. It's so worth checking out if you have not seen. From 2006, Ills. Um, and I tell you that because there are like 25 movies called Them. Right. So you need to look it up as Them, I-L-S, Ills. Well, yeah, you're right. The French usually can bring it. And so that, well, that sound, from listening to your description and then uh, and checking out the clip there, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, did, you watch that at home? Where was I? No, I reviewed that. Did you? I did. So it opened here. It, it had did. a wide release. No, I think it was just like a Nightmares on High. Oh, so for okay. like a, a week, special at, yeah, midnight mm-hmm. midnight screening. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Uh, okay. Well, that's if it's out there uh, on Netflix or wherever. Maybe to, to be. Uh, it is on Netflix. Stream. I don't know if it Netflix. streams. You might have to get the DVD, but it is okay. on Netflix. Well, it sounds like it's worth it. Cool. Um, all right, the top two um, from 2010, and this one was one that got an American remake that wasn't bad, but we prefer the original of We Are What We Are. Yeah, this this movie is is just remarkably well put together. It is, you know, every every weighted glance means something. Every pause means something. Every closed door means something. It's such an Mm -hmm. incredibly just, it's a richly developed and yet incredibly weird movie of of and it's almost like it's it's uh, it's set in mexico city this this incredible population of just disposable people of people <laughs> in more ways than one people yeah. feeding on other people in more literally and one. metaphorically that's right and and it's like it, to me it's almost like this little hunter gatherer population just evolved inside the larger community because what happens at the very beginning of the film is you know a man dies in the mall and he's like a janitor at the mall and he dies and but what that does is it sets a chain of events and his 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 family, yeah, his, his son. family, who's struggling to survive, then they have to determine who's going to be the who's going to be the patriarch. Although it seems to me that the oldest daughter is in the running too. So who's going to be kind of the breadwinner, the so to speak, the provider? Yeah. Uh-huh. And and uh, but uh, okay, who's going to put the meat on the table? <laughs> and also, there's a ritual. So he he died at a really inconvenient time because there's some ritual. And one of the things I love about it, they don't explain it to you because why would they stop and explain it to the audience? Everybody in the house knows what it means, and it mm-hmm. means that there's some preparations to be made, and they got to get a body in that house really soon. And then, you know, there's a struggle. Among the three, do the, the three children, do they even want this job? I don't think they do want this job. On the other hand, maybe they do want this job. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they don't want to do it. They want to do it. They're, they're compelled to do it. It's just it's so 
rich and layered and 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 unsettlingly realistic given what's going on it is layered is a good word for it because not only you, you touched on the fact that it's it's a metaphor for society feeding on one section of society feeding on another and that is a, a nice undercurrent mm-hmm. uh, but then also it's also a a little bit of a a family and drama of how are our, our, the younger generation going to break away and do their own thing yeah whether it's this type of family yeah. tradition or just anything where a certain parents may want them to you know stay and do you know how we did it but they want to do their own thing so you've got that going on too all under the the tent of right. a horror movie oh yeah absolutely and, and that's what ma- that's what sets it apart I and then think. and then some of the some of the scenes are just so deeply weird like oh, there's yeah. a come up and scene like on a playground that's just weird yeah you know yeah it's i mean from that's be- a good scene yeah it is just from beginning to end this is a brilliant movie and there is there is a really a really decent american remake from a couple of it years is. ago it's not as good no it's not uh but it is decent it is good michael parks you gotta love michael gotta, parks yeah yeah see uh, all things michael parks yes yeah. uh, including what was that one with the walrus tusk tusk <laughs> yeah um yeah in fact that's what that's one where you know, we've talked about before how sometimes when we hear there's going to be American an American remake, oh, we, uh, yeah. why do you have to do that? But then first, oh, Michael Parks is in, yeah. okay, okay, and uh, yeah, it was it's definitely competent. But if you're going to see one and the one that's definitely on this list um, is see the original, and then if you're you know if you're really digging it, uh, if you have time, check out the right. the American remake too, uh, and see how they they differ because I, I think. The remake doesn't do that scene you talked about, the playground no, scene. Yeah, I no, don't, no. I don't like no. it as much. No, I agree. There are a lot of ways where it it kind of misses the mark. But but what I liked about it was that it wasn't like an actual. It was not by no means a shot for shot remake. It whereas the the Mexican original seems to. It's a social commentary. It's very entrenched in the Mexican social commentary. This one makes it is more of an American Southern Gothic. It's very rootsy American in the and and but it works. I mean it, it, it works does. equally well in the way that they explain why they're doing what they're doing. But the the original seems more desperate and it seems you know what the original seems more real that's one of the things that make it seem so unsettling is you buy this could be happening yeah they're so authentic about what they're doing that it just seems like oh maybe so oh no yeah and the family to me just seemed more more desperate especially the mom oh yeah after the the yeah the man died so so yeah uh we are what we are is uh just from another one that i thought maybe was a little older but it's 2010 yeah so uh, that one, I don't think a lot of people have seen. No, I think uh, that you're correct. So, so that's uh, and that comes in at number two. And you know, before we say what number one is, let's just play a little bit of this music. Because if you know that music, then you have seen this movie. And you've won a prize. <laughs> and you have won a prize. Now, we talk about this movie all the time, and, and it's still number one because, damn it, I don't think you people are watching it. <laughs> it is called Calvaire, which translates to The Ordeal. And it is. It's an ordeal. It is an ordeal. And it's what what country? Belgian. It's Belgian. Another Belgian. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's... Yeah, it is... Um, it's a traveling, what do you call him? He's an entertainer. He's yeah, a singer. he's a singer. And uh, as so many horror movies are, are 
get started. He he's lost. He breaks down in the woods. He does. He's lost Poor in the woods. Mark. <laughs> this you know, and the character is just uh, just beautifully played, delicately played by an actor named Laurent Lucas, and he's he's so good. Uh, you know, and I've said this before. I've described the film as you know, if if um, David Lynch. David Lynch had directed Deliverance in French. Yeah, that's, that's what this movie good, would be. That's a really well well put together sentence about how how this movie uh, comes across because just if you've seen those movies and you know David Lynch is and Deliverance thought that just calls to mind ooh <laughs> that could be weird yeah and, and boy this is it's it's so weird and. and- and and the bad guy is so likable. And then, you know, it's like, what's going on underneath of everything? You yeah. just keep thinking to yourself, what's going on yes. underneath of everything? Especially with the scene where that music is playing. Oh, but then there's also, like, Boris. There's just a neighbor guy who keeps looking for his dog. Yeah. It turns out to be a calf. Yeah. Maybe. I don't even know. So much. Yeah. There's so much going on in this movie. But he movie. gets lost in the woods, and then he, he takes shelter at this house, and he, he thinks that, okay, he'll get his truck fixed, and everything will be fine. Well, no, it won't. Um, oh, it really, really won't. It won't. It they, really won't. The, the guy who owns the house and has no intention of fixing his truck, he wants him to stay for pretty specific reasons. And then you, you find out about the whole community there um, where where they live and, and, and how they live. Well, and, and you and, sort of... Something's happened to all the women. Yes. I don't know what. They don't tell you what. There, there just aren't any. Have they fled or and that, is it worse than that? You don't know. Yeah. No, and they never even scratch the surface. Yeah. They just. And that has, of course, made the men act in different ways. Yeah. And uh, boy, when it when it comes together at a at a at a bar at a gathering place. Oh my. And uh, one of them kind of gets the high sign from another to go over and start playing piano, <laughs> and when he plays this song and it it just breaks out into a. A weird dance, and <laughs> you start, yeah, you just it's one of the <laughs> one of the things about the movie that makes it so I think it's just unseemly, you know, and it's and part of that is is there's a dark, the darkest comical element to it that you just you can't laugh at it because it's just so wrong. Yeah. and there's I mean, there's so much about this movie that's you, so wrong, but it's not mocking anything. It's not no, no. it's no, it's it's deadly serious about what it's doing, and that's one of the reasons that it works as well as it does. it's it's just it's just a movie like no other. Yeah. and it's so good. And as you can probably tell, we're having a hard time describing <laughs> it because it's it's one of those you, you don't want to say too much and and really, there's no way to ad- adequately describe how they. They present these scenes uh, and how weird they are. Yeah. And then once they get toward the end and, and he makes his uh, makes his break through the woods and he gets chased and then weird things happen. It's just. But again, I just got to say, I mean, you know what? All of the performances are really great. Yeah. They really are. And, and some of the some of the villains are, are unsettlingly empathetic and, and almost endearing. But but again, uh, Laurent Lucas, who plays Mark, poor Poor Mark. He's just magnificent to the bitter end. He's just his performance is just magnificent. And there's also a very you, you talk about how the, all the w- women have seemed to have disappeared. And then there is that one woman who who uh, kind of comes on to Mark. That's the, that's the thing. Before he gets lost, yeah. before before he gets lost in the woods, um, he performs at like an old folks home or something and gets the ladies riled yeah, up. Yeah, he little does. Bit. He does. And uh, and that's a nice contrast. It is between. That little microcosm of society that he leaves, and the one he goes into once yeah. his truck breaks down. Right. So it's 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 so weird, 
and uh, but definitely worth seeing. And it's not a it's not an out and out slasher movie by any means. Oh my I goodness, mean, no. no, not at no. all. So, uh, but it's a uh, it is an ordeal for Mark. I'll it's tell punishing. You. It can yeah. be a punishing movie. It can be punishing, yeah. and and it's just yeah, it's it's one that's hard to describe adequately. Right. But uh, but you'll know what we mean if you check it out, and that's why it's number one. Of our top six, top five countdown of movies we bet you haven't seen, but you should. Uh, call there the ordeal from 2004. Now, tell us, though, what did we miss? What What do you think we haven't seen? Because God knows we'd love to get some recommendations. Yeah, and, and you know what? Maybe you're going to say, you know what? No, I've seen all six of those. And then I will say, high five to you. Or <laughs> high six <laughs> to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, if there's some that we've missed, yeah, because we will check them out yeah. immediately right? Um, and, and get back to you. So so let us know. We're at Mad Wolf on Twitter. We've got the uh, Golden Spiral Media feedback line. We've got the, the Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is also a lot of fun. That's Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook. So that's it for this week. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, And this is the Fright Club podcast. Until next week. Stay frightful, my friends.